What is up, people? Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart. I am joined in studio yep. by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on, Shamari? You know, uh, it's been a while, but we're back. Um, you know, obviously we had Celebration, which we talked about. Uh, didn't say it was a smashing success, but it was certainly, uh, certainly some interesting things that came out of Chicago this year. Um, now, you know, we're kind of into the, uh, I would say, and not the... Not the dark period, but yeah, a little bit of a dark period, a little bit of a dead period in Star Wars, you know. Uh, we're kind of hitting the ground running, you know, with, you know, Rise of Skywalker, you know, kind of content now, uh, kind of leading into that. Um, you know, Mandalorian, they kind of showed everything they, they, not everything, but they showed a decent amount of what they wanted to show, what they wanted to show at Celebration. Uh, so I don't think we'll get much of that for a while. But, uh, so yeah, but despite the fact that we're in a little bit of a dead period, still have plenty of news to talk about on today's show. Um, a lot of interesting things, uh, about the movies, um, uh, about Disney's, uh, plans for Star Wars, um, Disney's, Disney's potential plans for The Mandalorian. I mean, a lot of interesting things to discuss on this show, Shamari. Um, yes. Uh, yes, we do definitely have a lot of interesting topics, th- d- interesting things to talk about. Um, uh, and yes, we did have to take a short break because of just uh, our lives <laughs> uh, getting in the way. Um, but we are back, so we're we'll try to keep it on a more uh, regular schedule going forward. Um, first and foremost, though, I want us to kind of give a collective, send our collective condolences to... Uh, uh, the uh, family and friends of Mr. Peter Mayhew, yes. who we all know and love as Chewbacca. Um, uh, he had a heart attack on April 30th, and he has now become one with the Force. He will be remembered um, as arguably the most beloved character in the series, I, I, I would say. Um I mean, everybody loved everybody loved Chewie. Yeah, everybody. No loved controversy Chewie. around Chewie. No controversy, whatsoever. You know, um, Lucas handled the character very well, and Disney's handled the character very well. I would say, um, you know. So I, you know, definitely think he um, uh, played that role incredibly well, and um, as I said, he will definitely be missed by all Star Wars fans. Um, uh, and again, our condolences are definitely going. Our, def- our condolences here uh, on the Imperial Broadcast and a New Generation Podcast Network are definitely going out to his loved ones uh, as well. Because I'm sure they're uh, dealing with a very tough time, as we all are, honestly, in feeling the shock from this. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, I think the rest of the cast, you know, will do their best in trying to make, uh, trying to. Uh, make the best of of what the movies are now that he's gone. I think the uh, the young man that has taken on his role since he hasn't been doing it has done a good job, yeah, and he seems to yeah, Jonas. He seems to uh, have a lot of respect for Mr. Mayhew uh, as well, and for his performance. And you know, even at celebration, he said several times that he is just trying to live up to his uh, legacy. You know, and how yeah. he's trying to just 
you know, uh, it hadn't how uh, uh, how Mr. Mayhew was just uh, kind of mentoring him and teaching him how to do the role. Because remember, he was like Mayhew was in parts of the Fourth Awakening. Right? right. Yeah, he was. So yeah. So um, so yeah, I really, uh, you know, I'm glad that his his teachings and and his style of playing the character uh, will be will be felt. Um, uh, and that the person playing the role now uh, knew him and um, and uh, and learned from him. I think that's extremely valuable. Um, all right. Uh, and with that being said, uh, I would like to jump into our first topic, which is a pretty big topic. So Disney uh, Lucasfilm announced recently that they are releasing. Well, they announced a whole slate of just movies, <laughs> you know, Pixar movies. Marvel movies, Star Wars movies, but they're coming out with, uh, we're getting three new Star Wars movies coming in, uh, I don't even know if I'd say the near future. I mean, that's like, was it three years from now is the first one, 2022. So we're getting this yeah. next Star Wars movie is coming out in 2022. So that's a three year jump from this year. Um, it's December of 2022. And then we're getting two more movies in 2024 and 2026, which sounds a lot more like um it sounds a lot more like how the movies were being released before we started doing this movie every year right thing you know you have the you have a, a trilogy or you know i wouldn't say you know you have a trilogy but then you have a break like how we're having now we're not going to get another star wars movie for three years which yeah that's tough so uh you know, so we're gonna get a break in the movies, and then they're you know they're gonna take their time. Hopefully, you know, write a good story, make sure they have the, the right cast set up. Um, you know, get all their effects, you know, however they need they need it to be, uh, and then we're gonna get another trilogy. You know, another story for them to tell. So, um, so yeah, I am very satisfied on that front. Um, you know, it's going to be a while without Star Wars, but look, I mean, I, I think this Star Wars every year thing, I mean, even Iger himself admitted that that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a lot of ways to attack this news. I mean, first, like like you mentioned, I mean, the, I mean, clearly this kind of confirms what Iger was talking about you were in all the reports about, you know, a Star Wars right. slowdown. You know, it's not the same pace that we had when Disney bought Star Wars. We had The Force Awakens in, what, 2016 or whatever it was. And then yeah, The Last Jedi. Well, then we had Rogue One in 2017. And then Last Jedi in 2018. Or that in 2017 also. Um, Last Jedi was... I thought, the Rogue, I thought Rogue One was 2015. Rogue One was 2015? So I Force was Awakens 2015. was 20... Was or 20. Not, Ro- not Rogue One. I mean the Force yeah, Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens was 2015. Uh, yeah. Rogue One was 2016. Last Jedi was like, what? 2018? 2017. Uh, Last Jedi was 2017. Yeah. And then Solo came out in 2018, right? Yes. Yeah. And then it was nothing in December of this year. Yeah, nothing December. And then now we're gonna go a whole year. Yeah. More than a year. You yeah, know, it's basically. Gonna be a big gap. But yeah. So now in twenty nineteen. So I mean, yeah, basically there's been a, a Star Wars movie every year, um for the for since Disney's bought it. Since they started making Star Wars movies. And that's I mean now we're gonna now we're gonna go three years without a Star Wars movie. That's 
a huge kind of shakeup. Um, if this was Marvel, that would be problematic. It would be alarming. It would be, you know, DEFCON 5. It would be like, man, I don't know if I can go through a, a Marvel movie. Not to say that Star Wars isn't, you know, big in its own right or, or whatever, but more so, like, think about if this was The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. You know, like, and they said, yeah, the next one's coming out in 2022. Like, it's it's happening, but it's just not happening for three years. And then we have another movie coming out, you know, two years after that, and another one coming out two years after that. Like, I think people would, I don't think people would lose their minds. I don't mm-hmm. think people would be like, ah, no Lord of the Rings for three years? Um, yep. I mean, look at Avatar. You know, Avatar, they pushed back to, what, 2021? And they've, you know, announced, like, four more coming out all the way up until 2027, which I'm like, does anybody care about Avatar 5 in 2027? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Avatar 5? But, (laughs) whatever. Um, But regardless, (laughs) James Cameron's going to be at 80 trying to do that movie. Yeah. Um, But, like, like nobody's upset about the fact that Avatar is going to take, you know, it's already taken, you know, a decade to make. And those type of movies, like... They you want them to take their time. It's not like you know it's like a yearly fix type of thing. Like Marvel movies at this point are a yearly fix. Like you need one or two. You need at least two really every year to keep people satisfied. Yeah. Uh, you know this year it was, you know Endgame, Captain Marvel, and now Spider Man. It's gonna be three three. Um, next year might be only one or two. We'll see, but it might be only it might end up only being one. Uh, but regardless, like. Um, no, nah, yeah, in terms of the, 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 the schedule, you know, at, it's unfortunate because, like, I, I wanted Star Wars to be like Marvel. You know, I know some people are fine with the slowdown. I mean, I preferred that they, you know, come out with more content because they, I mean, I was fine with, like, Solo, I was fine with Rogue One, Last Jedi, like, there wasn't, like, a, a moment where I was like, I mean, the Solo, the Solo production was hectic. That was that was the the closest thing to like panic. You know, we had we talked about it on the show, like this is yep. this isn't working. Like what are they doing? Like Disney's out of control, they're wild. Um but the end product was I mean it wasn't great, you know, but it, it, it you know, passed the it passed the bar. It met the bar, you know, it yep. it was a passable movie, so um but I think their their expectations are higher. And I think they said to themselves, look, if we're gonna do Star Wars movies, like we gotta do them at an A minus, a A plus quality, and Solo wasn't that. Solo was a you know a B movie at best, probably a C plus movie. And I mean, if you give yourself this much time, like you said, it gives them time to really make a good movie. So, I mean, that's it's a credit to them. The yeah. other question is though, like, what are these movies? Yeah, I mean, that is the other question here. Um, is uh, is who's making these movies? Because are the because are these? I mean, when I first heard this movie, uh, when I heard first heard this news, like with Marvel, we hear there's you know five, six, whatever untitled movies, and you're like, all right, you know, it's Black Widow, Eternals, you know, Black Panther two, yeah. Doctor Strange two. Like you can kind of pick out what these movies are. With with Star Wars, you know, the movies that we know that are happening, we know we're having, we know we're gonna get. You know, I mean, we think we're we're getting a Ryan Johnson trilogy that was announced. It was, I mean, I, I don't know if it's still happening, but it was announced. Uh, they announced a Benioff and Weiss trilogy. Um, 
Obi-Wan is kind of up in the air. I don't know if that's happening or not, but, like... And then there's other rumors, you know, there's Boba Fett rumor, you know, there may be other, you know, anthologies that they're thinking about. Um, but the way this is lined up, it feels like it's a trilogy. The fact that they've specifically pointed out three movies in, you know, a two-year time period, it's not like there's one, not like they're overlapping each other with, like, one year after the other or two in the same year. It feels like it's a trilogy. It does feel like a trilogy. Um... Uh, I mean, of course, as you were saying, the question is, whose trilogy is it? Um, I mean, uh, so one thing that we're hearing, and this is coming from John Campia, shout out to John Campia. Uh, he has a, a YouTube show on YouTube uh, and a, a podcast. Uh, according to his, a source close to him, um, uh, this uh, trilogy is the Benioff and Weiss trilogy. And the Ryan Johnson trilogy apparently is just kind of either on hold or canceled completely. So, uh, I mean, you can take that for what it is. Um, I hope it's the Benioff and Weiss trilogy, personally, just because that's the project I'm most excited for to come out in theaters. Um, the Ryan Johnson trilogy, I, uh, I wouldn't say I don't want it to happen, but I, I'm not nearly as excited for that. I didn't. I didn't hate the Last Jedi, so I'm not one of these people that's like, "Oh, I, I'm so glad that's not happening." Like, I'm not, you know. But you know, look, Benioff and Weiss. I I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Full disclosure, I'm a huge, huge Game of Thrones fan. I think they've done a spectacular job with the series so far, and I want to see what they can do with Star Wars, um, especially if this is involving the Old Republic. I mean, Captain Kennedy's even said recently that that is an, an era that they want to explore. You know, so, I mean, it's all kind of like everything's coming together. I mean, and the Benioff and Weiss trilogy was more recently announced than the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Right. So, I mean, we heard about the Ryan Johnson trilogy before The Last Jedi even came out, which was a long time ago. <laughs> and I don't think we've heard really anything since. I think Ryan Johnson said, didn't, did, did he, didn't he confirm, like, on Twitter or something? Like someone was like, "Oh, are you still making the trilogy?" And he said, "Like, yeah." Yeah, I like mean, that. yeah. You know, there was a lot of speculation that it was over. <laughs> someone took to Twitter to, you to know, just ask him. him. Yeah, and I mean, he the, the way he I don't remember the exact response, but it seemed as if it was a confirmation that it is still happening. Yeah. So I don't know. So I don't know what's going on, but I hope this is Benny off from White's trilogy. I don't hope that the Ryan Johnson one is. Well, okay, here's the thing. I don't want Ryan Johnson to make a trilogy. If they were to say that, you know, I would be up for seeing another Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie, but I don't think he has earned a trilogy. You know, I, I just, to be completely honest, I like The Last Jedi. I don't see him as a new George, the next George Lucas. J.J. Abrams didn't even get another trilogy. And Disney loves J.J. Abrams. Yeah. So, like, why does Ryan Johnson get a trilogy? So, I don't know. I think it's weird that he has a trilogy already. Um... And I don't know that I want to see a Ryan Johnson trilogy. Yeah. I mean, if anything, this news, assuming, because, like, I mean, you know, Campia came out with his report that, you know, this isn't Ryan Johnson. I mean, when I saw this, um, I mean, to be honest, like, I mean, when I saw the Disney release, I I attributed a lot of this stuff more to Marvel than Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Um but when I sat back and thought about, like, oh, well, I mean, there are Star Wars movies coming out, you know, it. the first thing that comes to mind, first thing that comes to mind is the Ryan Johnson trilogy because it's more high profile, but, like, 
it doesn't feel as realistic as them doing a Benny Off and Wife trilogy right now. And if anything, if I'm going to say that, you know, this is definitely Benny Off and Wife, then this almost feels like confirmation that we're not going to get a Ryan Johnson trilogy. I don't think we should get a Ryan Johnson trilogy. Because if we were, they would have put it on the schedule. It would have been, you know, Star Wars in 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026. Yeah, I mean, what, are they going to make Ryan Johnson wait like 10 years? Exactly. Or they're just going to just randomly add, you know, movies to the calendar when they they've had this thing announced for like two years now right it, i mean none of this would make any none of this makes any sense yeah so this is i don't know it's very bizarre um now, it's especially bizarre because the, i believe the ryan johnson trilogy was announced by disney right yeah that wasn't I mean, just I mean, a you can go to starward.com yeah assuming they haven't removed the press <laughs> assuming they haven't removed the press <laughs> this was announced from lucasfilm they said ryan johnson is making a trilogy they said that before the movie even came out so so yeah, this is very very weird how they. It's very DC esque. I think I've even said that before on this show, but it's very DC esque how this is all kind of unfolding <laughs> with regards to these Star Wars movies and Ryan Johnson getting a trilogy out of nowhere, and then they maybe not having a trilogy anymore. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, look, I think it's positive news. You know, we are getting Star Wars. You know, Disney's not saying... I remember when we talked about the Star Wars slowdown, we were like, this is like, we're not getting movies for five years. Like, right. you know, I and the thing about the gap is that we do have The Mandalorian, which we'll talk about later. We will have the Cassian Endor show, which we may be talking about later. You know, we're going to have other, you know, a potential Obi-Wan show, uh, other content on the streaming service, potentially movies on the streaming service. That's the other elephant in the room is that what if the Ryan Johnson trilogy becomes a made for Disney Plus stream uh, movie mm. and trilogy. Or maybe it becomes less of a trilogy and maybe just a one movie mm. uh story that maybe has room for sequels. Right, right. You know. These are all possibilities. Um but I mean I look I, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but the the excitement around Game of Thrones has to make you excited about a potential Benioff and Weiss trilogy, no matter what it is, especially considering it's probably going to be Old Republic. Yep, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I I really hope this is Benioff and Weiss. So, I mean, that's really, <laughs> that's just when it comes to this news, that's really my only reaction is it better be Benioff and Weiss because I need to see more from, from uh, those guys. All right, so our next story here uh, is coming from IGN. We got to speak with J.J. Abrams um, regarding the making of Episode Nine, and uh, one thing that he kind of threw into his in, in their interview there is that they spoke with George Lucas, which surprised a lot of people. You know, he said um, he said, "Oh, okay, we had to go speak with George." I thought, I thought George wasn't allowed on. The, yeah, on I thought the George wasn't allowed on the set. <laughs> I mean, you got George Lucas, and I was going to bring this. I plan on bringing this up before. You got George Lucas talking before Episode Seven. Talking about, oh, yeah, they didn't want my involvement. It sounded all hurt and stuff. I was like, yo, what are they doing to George? Why don't they want George's input? They gave him money to go away. Gave him money to go away, saying all this sad stuff. And now, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, we had to speak to George. Man, that's a complete 180. I, I'm taking this. I'm just, I'm no shame. I'm taking this as Disney saying, oh, we messed up somewhere along the line. Really? And they needed so his input. you don't think input. this is PR? You think this is real? You think they really went to him? And now they're just... 
I mean, it probably is a little bit of both. Probably a little bit of both. Probably, like, they went to him, and they're like, let's let everyone know we went to him, too. Like, we're not going to do it in secret. Because they could have done it in secret, and then maybe after the movie came out, been like, you know, oh, by the way, like, yeah, we went to Lucas, and he, yeah. he, he did, he played a role in this movie, but... They're telling you, you know, a year, almost a year in advance. Yeah. By the way, Lucas is involved. Lucas is involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, honestly, I think they wanted his input. Especially J.J. Because J.J., he still sees Lucas as like an icon. Or as like an amazing storyteller, which he is. Right. You know. But I think that, you know, um, I think they needed his help. I'm just, I'm just going to be completely honest. I think they were like, listen, this guy created this story. We kind of, and I honestly feel this way, I don't think they know what they're doing. <laughs> Just not to, like, completely dislike Kathleen Kennedy and the story group and everything that they have set up. But I don't think they know where they want to go with this. Like, I just, I don't think they know, I think. Or if they did know at some point, they're making an audible because they know that the fans' reaction to The Last Jedi is not what they wanted. So I'm thinking they're thinking I'm thinking they're trying to get some some input from uh, the creator, the person that uh, started this whole thing and had a plan for the sequel trilogy. You know, he said he's like, oh, if I were to do eight, seven, eight, nine, and you know, he he had things going on, like he had plans, right? But you know, these Disney people bought his property and they're just doing whatever they want with it, and now they're like, oh. You know, we what do you want to do? What do yeah, you want to do? What would you do if you were? You know, I think they honestly want to know and want to try to get something from it. Right. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Lucas should have been kick. It should have been like kick rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, nah, you know, I mean, this is definitely positive news. You know, you know, it's always good to have as many you know cooks in the kitchen as possible. You know, give yourself. You know. As many, uh, as much input as possible for someone that obviously knows Star Wars, you know more than anybody else on the planet, you know. Besides, I mean, maybe not. There are some. There are, I mean, there are some super. Yeah, that, that you know <laughs> know everything about the EU. Yeah, exactly, every book that's ever been written, <laughs> that George probably had never even read. But, but um, but yeah, you know. Uh, so I mean, I think this is definitely positive news. Um, you know, I I I do question. How much? I mean, we'll see. We'll see the movie. I'm sure during the lead up, uh, the press tour, and you know, after the movie, we'll probably hear a lot more about probably a better a better feel for whether or not George had a real impact on this movie or not. Um, but I mean, it's definitely it feels like like you said, I I definitely feel like they're involving him more than they did with Force Awakens. If you consider uh, J.J. Abrams, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm extremely excited about this news. I, it makes me much more excited for, uh, the rise of Skywalker. Um, uh, you know, I mean, it gives me hope, you know? Uh, so I, I just can't wait for San Diego Comic-Con when we're supposed to be getting more news about the movie. Hopefully by then we get a poster and a second trailer, or I guess an official trailer, quote unquote. Um. To go along with the teaser that we already have. Alright, so the next bit of news we have is we got a list of Star Wars books that were announced. So this was released on May the 4th for uh, May the 4th, <laughs> Star Wars Day. Um, so uh, these are all the Journey 
to the rise of Skywalker or journey to star Wars or <laughs> the rise of Skywalker. Um, so yeah, we got a, a long list of, well, not a long list, but we got a list. We got a good list of books. Um, I'm only going to go off of, I'm only going to list a few because some of them are children's books and I don't really count those. No offense to the younger readers, but, uh, those are mainly made for children and they, they may have some like canon story. It's all canon. But right, right. I don't know, I'm not gonna read the children. <laughs> okay, I don't think they're gonna read the synopsis. I don't think they're gonna show the Kylo Ren, uh, you know, killing a member of the Knights <laughs> of Ren. Yeah, or something they're not gonna reveal the Knights of Ren. So yeah, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna go into the YA novels and the uh, adult novels here. Uh, so the first one we have uh, is a book called Force Collector um, by Kevin Shinnick. I have not read anything by Kevin Shinnick yet. Uh, so he's new to me. Um, so this is this story is actually pre uh, the Force Awakens, following a young man who apparently is Force sensitive, uh, and is going to go on a journey. Um, uh, so it is. Uh, it's kind of a. See, the way the synopsis is written, it kind of implies that he's going on a solo journey to kind of find uh, himself, find out more about the Force, find out more about his abilities. Right. Find out more about what his what he's meant to be doing, um, uh, which sounds really cool. It sounds very force centric, which is right up my alley. Uh, you know, it, it's pre the Force Awakens, so it's in that you know uh, bloodlines kind of uh, time period, I guess. Uh, it doesn't really say exactly when <laughs> this right. takes place. I don't know if it's more like a um, uh, uh, the the not Windig, um, or yeah, yeah, the, like aftermath. the, yeah, like more kind of like the aftermath type type of time period, or if it's more like Resistance time period where it's right before the Force Awakens. So I don't know, uh, but either way, this is very intriguing. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Can you have any expectations for this one? Um. Uh. There's still so much to to learn about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, they be very vague. Um, yeah, they yeah these synopses are not like <laughs> they don't give you that much detail. So I mean I mean I, I guess my hope is just you know the, the what I find interesting is that they're writing it now and they're leading into the rise of Skywalker. Right. So what's gonna be connection? What's gonna be the connection between the rise of Skywalker and this book? If it's taking place before the Force Awakens, it's about a character that we don't really know yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah, that is the intrigue, because it has to, all these books, what's funny is about the Journey 2 series is every, every one of the books connects to the movie. Right. They all connect to the movie, no matter what <laughs> time period it is from, it has something to do with the movie that we're going to see, um, and uh, I don't know, it's just, that's very, very exciting. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, so that's the first one. The second one uh, is we have one called Star Wars Resistance Reborn. So this one is a sequel to the uh, the Last Jedi. So we know there's a time skip between the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker. So I'm guessing this is going to be the the novel, and this is actually an adult novel that bridges that time gap. So this book, um, you know. This book is bound to be a bestseller. <laughs> it features everyone's favorite characters. So it has 
I think it has a big three. Yeah, it has Ray, Ray Finn, Poe Dameron, and Leia Organa are the main characters of this book. So this is an extremely important yeah. novel. Sounds like a must-read to me for anyone that uh, is very invested in the story. I mean, the synopsis is basically that they all uh, are struggling to rebuild the Resistance after their defeat uh, in The Last Jedi. Sounds like it could be a movie, but they're making it a novel. So, um, yeah, this is definitely a must read, uh, for anyone, uh, that is, uh, plans on watching the movie or at least someone that it's a must read in terms of, you know, what happened in the book, even if you're not going to read the book <laughs> itself. All right. So next we got some comics that are coming out, uh, going to be written by Ethan, Sha Ethan Sachs. Um, so it's called journey to the rise of Skywalker. And, it, and it's called Star Wars Allegiance. All right. Yeah, so basically is this one's surrounding uh, General Leia and uh, uh, the handful of uh, the Resistance uh, that escaped, um, uh, that barely managed to survive after the after the destruction of Starkiller Base. Uh so this is when ba basically Leia goes and reaches out to the Mon Calamari. So this is going to basically center around Leia rebuilding the resistance, uh, right, rebuilding right. the resistance fleet, um, which should be very interesting. It doesn't really specify what time period. I'm guessing this is um, after. Uh, uh, well, actually, no. Episode eight is right after episode seven, right? Yes. It's directly after episode seven. So I guess this is another one that's post the Last Jedi. <laughs> um, uh, that's definitely what it's. Uh, definitely what it sounds like. It's either post the Last Jedi or it's immediately post the Force Awakens, right before, right right before the Last Jedi. I mean, yeah, it's a comic, so. Yeah, it's a comic, so it can do that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be. Uh, it's not really a very lengthy story. All right, and we've got another book of this one. This one's a middle grade novel, so you know it's just much much shorter novel. Right. Kind of more for your younger kids who are getting into reading books. Uh, uh, but it's called Star Wars: Spark of the Resistance. Um, and this one follows Ray, Poe, and Finn. Um, uh. So basically, this is them, the them uh, answering a distress call on an isolated planet called Minfar, and they face down a First Order battalion. And um, doesn't specify what time period, but I'm guessing this is post Last Jedi. So that's another post Last Jedi adventure that I'm probably going to read. Honestly, it sounds like it's going to be very important. Uh, and, okay, so we're getting a new Ultimate Star Wars book as well. That's pretty big. So it's basically another, like, the Ultimate Star Wars book that came out, I think it was pre-Force Awakens, was basically like a whole guide to everything Star Wars related. So it was like the visual dictionaries and visual guides and whatnot that we get, but it just had everything uh, pre the force awakens so this is another one that they're coming out with and the reason i didn't want to get the last one is because it didn't have anything relating to disney star wars really right 
So I was like, I mean, it's not complete. It's a completely incomplete <laughs> uh, guide. So, but this one should be much, much, much more complete. So this one I may get, um, and it has a foreword by Anthony Daniels, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I may be getting that, though. This one's eventually going to be obsolete as well because the last guy is going to because the Rise of Skywalker is going to come out. And then we're going to get even more information from that. And this book is going to have spoilers in it. So, uh, Okay. All right, I believe. Yep, yeah, That so that is basically... Uh, oh, and of course we're getting the Rise of Skywalker Visual, Dic Visual Dictionary. Whenever that comes out. Okay. And of course the Rise of Skywalker novel when that comes out. The Rise of Skywalker official guide, and that's it. So, but we got a, we got a, a so we got a few, uh, we got a few good books in there. Yeah. So, so there's gonna be plenty to keep us busy uh, at, during the uh, months leading up to uh, the Rise of Skywalker. So we got some novels coming out. We still have the. Uh, uh, we still have the Alphabet Squadron by Alexander Free that's coming out. Um, I'm still getting through uh, Master and Apprentice, which I think has been pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't say it's been amazing, but I think it's been pretty good. We got the Dooku novel that's coming out, or that came out actually, um, though that one came out in audio version. Uh, but I'm gonna listen to that as well. Uh, so we've got a lot of stuff coming out that that is gonna keep us busy for a while. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Can I, you got anything else to say regarding the uh, the novel schedule we have? Uh, nah. I mean, I, I mean, it's uh, it, I mean, it should be interesting. Uh, if any of these books, you know, reveal anything, if there are any major, major plot points or major developments coming out of these books, but largely, um, largely still more to find, more to be uh, told about these books and. Right. Um, I would have to say Force Collector is probably the one you know that's most intriguing right now. I feel you. I feel you on that. Um, all right. So we've got uh, the last uh, bit of news here that we've got is regarding John Favreau and the Mandalorian. Uh, so according to um, this is coming from uh, discussing film, uh, their sources are telling them that uh, Lucasfilm is bringing back John Favreau uh, for season two of The Mandalorian. Um, so, he, of course, uh, he's a showrunner for season one. So this is basically just confirming that he will be back for season two, um, uh, which I, I can't really say much about. I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm glad there will be a season two. I mean, I expected that since they invested so much in this series. <laughs> All right. Uh, but you know, there's going to be a season two. I'm glad John Favreau, or at least according to his report, that John Favreau will be back. Said Filoni might be back, and apparently Filoni may be back as well, which is also very exciting. Um, you know, the more Filoni is involved in anything Star Wars related, the better. Uh, again, I'm still so glad Kathleen Kennedy showed up on that stage at Celebration and gave him the credit that he deserves because he really does deserve a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah. Again, I think he's the closest thing they have to George Lucas, and they need to take advantage of that. And I hope that they do going forward with Dave Filoni. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, so I am 
uh, I don't know. I, I like this news. I'm happy about it. I can't go through the moon yet because I haven't seen the show. Uh, when I right, see right. season one, you know, then I'll start to be like, okay, yeah, this guy really knows what he's doing. He knows Star Wars. He really, you know, knows how to create an amazing sh- television show, live action Star Wars television show, which we haven't seen before. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, how do you feel about it, Kenneth? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this article, it was, it was, this was also released on May the 4th. So, yeah, take that for what it's worth. But, um, yeah, they, I mean, they talked about, uh, like you said, Favreau being back. You know, they talked about confirming season two, uh, or the Mandalorian coming back for season two. Filoni might be involved. Said they may want to, re- they said they're eyeing a 2021 release date for season two, which I guess what, season one. It's coming later this year. Late twenty nineteen. So might roll. Into may roll into twenty twenty. I don't know. Or it's twenty twenty one. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, that's not that bad. If they would say twenty twenty two. I'd have been a little alarmed, but um, I would have been surprised if it were to come out twenty twenty. I'd be like, wow. So we're getting two. Se- Did they film two seasons? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, twenty twenty one sounds reasonable. Um, say Kathy and Endor is going for a twenty twenty release date. Start filming in October. Uh, and they also, you know, threw in the caveat that we may be getting an Obi-Wan series, so, it wasn't like, they, they, I feel like they didn't, this article didn't tell us anything, like, like, groundbreaking, you know, kind of just, you know, confirmed, or, you know, kind of tried to spark more of the fire of rumors that we already heard, you know, like, like, John Favreau being back is probably a foregone conclusion, like, if they wanted him back, like, he, or if he wanted to be back, like, he, they were gonna bring him back. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the, the article also mentioned that Disney, you know, and Lucasfilm are impressed but by the job he did. Um, I would hope so, since they brought him back. Um, and since they invested so much into this into this project, uh, and Favreau is a huge. I mean, he's. I mean, you know, he's done plenty of movies at this yeah. point. You know, this is kind of. And I would say it's above his pay grade, but I mean. Him doing, I mean, it's a, it's a huge television project, but still a television project. Like, I mean, I think this guy, I think he could handle it. You know, he did Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, done Jungle Book and Lion King. Uh, I think he could handle the Mandalorian. So, uh, glad to hear that the, that it seems like this that, that Mandalorian will be a success, but uh, I'll still hold off given, you know, Lucasfilm doesn't have the best record of... Uh, you know, bringing back creators before a project's been uh, released, <laughs> i.e. Ryan Johnson. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> true that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Once the show comes out, we'll be able to finally make a judgment and determination on that. Though I, I trust John Favreau based on what we've seen from him so far in other uh, uh, with other properties. So I think he'll do a good job with Star Wars. Um, all right, just, uh, before I close the show, I just want to mention that I am, uh, trying to catch up in the comic book world as well. I've been reading through Dark Vision, Vader Dark Visions. I read the first two issues. I, uh, you know, I thought they were, I thought they were decent. I thought they were fine. I thought the first issue was better than the second. They seem to be going for each issue is its own Vader, Vader based story. Um, they, uh, I, I was telling Kendall this the other night, and I'm just, you know, being honest, it, it, with all the Star Wars content that we're getting, I'm kind of vadered out. 
There's so much Vader everywhere in everything. Even the recent video that's gone viral with Star Wars scene 38. Scene, is it scene 38? I think it is. C-38. Yeah, scene 38 reimagined with Vader and Obi-Wan. It's like there's so much Vader. I'm kind of like I need some something else, somebody else. <laughs> you know, um, you know, even with this new trilogy, people are like, oh, is Vader going to show up? Are we going to see the ghost of Vader? It's like I don't need to see the ghost of Vader. You know, I don't need to see the ghost of Vader. I don't need to see Vader, uh, you know, uh, in live action. I don't need to see Vader in this new game that we're going to get. I don't need to see him. I don't need to see him. I and you know, and I love Darth Vader, but it's just this. It's getting to the part, and maybe maybe it's just me as a Star Wars fan that's consuming all this media. You know, maybe I'm just like, consuming too much of it. But I'm kind of all Vadered out. I need something else. Uh, I need them to focus on other characters, other time periods. Can we get some more prequel stuff? I mean, I mean, look, I love Vader, but. Can we get some something else? <laughs> you know, so, um, so yeah, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. I just wanted to put that out there. I would recommend Darth Vader, Darth Darth Vader, Dark Visions, especially issue one. I thought issue one was very very well written. Um, uh, so yeah, I would recommend that. Issue two was okay, but uh, Vader didn't literally didn't do anything in that issue. So if you <laughs> so if you're if you're expecting to read that issue and see Darth Vader do something, don't get it because he's not in it. It's basically this, this Imperial guy running from Darth Vader um, and trying to catch a rebel spy because he's afraid that Darth Vader is going to kill him if he doesn't do it. That's literally the issue. So, you know, there you go. Uh, all right, but that'll do it for this show. Um, thank you all for listening. Again, we did go on a slight break, I know, but we will be back to doing regular shows. Kendall will be back for the summer, so he will be in studio. Um, so expect to see or hear from him uh, being in the studio and not sounding like he's he's not in the studio. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, that to look forward to. Um, and look forward, also look forward to a review of Master and Apprentice coming very soon. Uh, more than likely, I will have that finished before we do our next show. So that will be coming. And I will try to catch up in some of these comics as well, because I would like to do that. But like I said, that will do it for this show. I'm your host, Mario, joining my channel, and we will see you guys next time. Everything you'll get through, just make the force be with you. And everything you'll get through, and everything you'll get through, just make the force be with you.